All right. Good evening and welcome to Lost in the Long Box for July 10th, um, 6.30, our usual time. I'm your host, Randall. We've got things a little changed up because Enos is now sitting between Tommy and I. Um, I actually requested this a couple weeks ago, then that way we don't have to do split screens. So I am Randall, my other host over here, Enos, on the corner. Tommy. And running the boards, Madman, say hello, Madman. Hello, Madman. There you go. God, people always <laughs> take everything literally around here. That's, that's a good, good line, but it goes back to George Burns. Right, exactly. Um, so, how was everybody's weekend? We're going to outside of the con, um, because we oh, all know great. how that was. Oh, it was great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Fantastic. Um, hopefully, this weekend, I'm going to get some yard work done, because... It, the heat wave here in Virginia has just been killer. Uh, well, same here because I plan on uh, doing getting up early Saturday and getting started and getting that out of the way and get back to work on my writing. Cool, cool. Which which reminds me because Saturday, um, before we go any further, I, I want to get this out while I'm thinking about it. Um, Madman, I know you have job duties on Saturdays. What time does that start? What time do you start shift? Uh, is it evening? Are you free in the morning? Like, no, it's like all day. Okay, never yeah. mind then. Open or close, basically. All right. Because we're going up to our friend's flashback on Saturday. I want to see if you want to tag with us. Yeah, sorry. All right. Although, I do know a day that I can take you because I plan on going up on August 2nd, which is a Friday. So, I know I can snag you for that one. Okay. So, we're hitting right. flashback. We're hitting flashback this, this Saturday, yes. Yeah, I think all the right. plan is to meet up at nine, about 9 o'clock. All right. So, anyway, okay. moving on. Um, everybody had a good weekend. So this weekend, um, Thomas and Enos and I all hit the Fredericksburg Comic and Toy Show, a local convention here. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of our friends from town, we saw there as well. It actually ended up being a really good show. I think it was yep. 1,400 people they said at that yeah, show. Wow, that's wow. pretty good. Yeah, yes. So, well, the, the key is they moved it from the mall into the actual convention center. And yeah. I think that was it. Because remember, they didn't have it last year. Last year, they skipped. Right. Yeah, I'm looking forward. It, it, I'm looking forward to next year. Hopefully, we can do do a you know a little bit, but just a little bit better, a little so, bit better, a little and, bit better. And I was actually surprised that um, there was several cosplay there. There was actually a good cosplay presence, um, including yours, in, including mine. Right. The funny thing is, when I walked in, there was um, a couple there dressed as Nightwing and Zantana, and I came around the corner of my Mister Miracle, and they were like, "Oh, thank God!" I'm like, "Honey, we were afraid we we're going to be the only one." Like, no, I, I checked beforehand. I knew there was people coming. So, well, that's the same same thing that reaction I had the the first time that you know you and I bowled with each other when I walked into the uh, when we were when I was coming to your team, and I walked in not knowing you or Eddie or anybody on it, and I saw you were in that Black Adam T-shirt. I was like, thank God, at least I have something in common with one right, person on this right, team. Exactly. <laughs> That was also the Man, team. It, it was, you know, I had some things to do early in the morning that needed my attention, but I got there. My, you guys got to meet a friend of mine, Donald, who's a great artist. I like Donald, and he enjoyed hanging with with you guys. Sorry, um, you know, he um, he would have really enjoyed being with Tommy because, like, I was going to try and start something with the Patsy Walker, but uh, <laughs> Tommy had to leave. So. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Oh, don't think, don't, I can tell you exactly what we were both doing. Either neither one of us said it, you could see us perusing every dealer's box over yes. there looking for a Patsy yes. Walker. For the record, it was not, it was once again, not found. Not to be found. Not to be found. All right. I already told Enos ahead of time, if you found it first, I was going to give you a spear right there in the middle of the <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there will be blood drawn hey, look, the day someone finds that book. Hey, man, man, I was camera ready, dude. <laughs> I was ready. <laughs> Been practicing uh, getting that thing out real quick. Yep, get that out. So when Tommy spears so, Randy. So what he doesn't know is we had a mutual friend Patrick there and I gave Pat $20 and a picture of Patsy Walker 95 and I said find this <laughs> <laughs> he came back two hours later and said no one's got us alright good <laughs> see I don't I don't have to bribe people like that I'll just bring my wife she already knows what the what it looks like and and, we'll, and we'll I have free. told you before if your wife ever finds that I am not above tackling her to take it out of her hands. So, all right. So. Well, no, she's one of us now, so she may have uh, well, a few tricks up her sleeve. Right. Because we don't know what Tommy's telling her at home. Exactly, right. <laughs> I teach her some kung fu. So, moving right along, um, San Diego Comic Con takes place next week. Oh, wow. Um, yes. Starts the 16th. And according to the news that I just read, they have now made an agreement with San Diego for the next three years. So no, that's good. they're yeah. going to be there through at least 2024. Because um, I don't know if you, you knew, there was talk a couple years ago of them possibly moving to venue. Yeah, I'd heard about that. Um, and I think it was because of the agreement with the convention center, and they didn't know if they could keep it there. So I guess that's good news. Um, it's, I've never been to San Diego Comic Con, but I'll tell you what is funny is um, one of our 
cruises to Hawaii left from the San Diego port, but due to other issues going on, they had to have us all stay in the convention center um, before we could actually get on the ship. And it was the week before San Diego, oh, wow. before the STCC. And I remember standing in the convention center going, well, right place, week early. <laughs> so. Uh-huh. Also, oh, and this is uh, some news I know everybody's going to be excited about. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people are going to be excited about. Um, John Constantine's coming back to D.C. I heard about oh, that. Oh, yeah. So, you know that Sandman Universe thing they've been doing? They're going to be doing the Sandman Universe uh, Hellblazer. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, and then I believe that is in October, being written by uh, Simon Spurrier and the artist is uh, Marcio uh, Takara. And then right after that, in November, they're going to get a John Constantine Hellblazer series, also by Spurrier and artist uh, Aaron Campbell. I never read the original, but it was pretty popular. So let's see oh, if yeah, it can, if can ma- maintain it. So I know there's a lot of people that have bon- been waiting for that to come back. Yeah. So I actually might start picking it up because that character has always been really fascinating, um, especially in the, the – well, he just showed up in Batman Damned, three-part series. I know that I, I love the TV show. I was very disappointed when that got canceled. Right. But then you can thank um, Stephen Amell for pulling him over to all the, the uh, WB sh- or the CW shows. Yeah. Right. And I think. And he's still popular because uh, did you guys see the director DVD animated feature? Right. That right. they put out. And he was part of Justice League Dark. So Matt Ryan has pretty much integrated himself in every p- aspect of the DC universe, animated or live action. There right. you go. Yeah, because he's, vo- he's voiced the uh, the animated series as well. Yes. Right? And, you know, and I haven't seen it, so no spoilers, but he's a regular on uh, Legends of Tomorrow this season. Oh, really? Right. At the end of last season, he shows up at the end. Because, you know, the legends in their typical fashion have botched up something else. And Constantine actually shows up at the end of the last season and says, well, you've done screwed the pooch good this time. <laughs> so I, I'm now all they need to on. do is get Hawkman and Hawkgirl back and they'll get so, me back. But yes. So my understanding right. is he's actually on. He's a season regular this year on. on. Now, now, the Constantine animated series, is that available on DC Universe? No, I don't because that was a because that was actually a CW thing. A CW thing, okay. And I think I don't even think it was on CW. I think it was a direct streaming. I think, yeah, thing. I, I think you're right. So, I might have to look for that. It was direct to DVD. I know. Last time I saw it, they had it on sale in Target. Right. Now, and Justice League Dark, that was another animated, right? Yes, See, I didn't, sir. I don't remember them actually making that one, so I missed out on that one. Yeah, I'm missing a lot of DC animators. I got to go back and get some backlog. I'll make you. I'll make you up a list. Yeah. Well, I've been trying. I'm speaking of DVDs. I, I don't know why I didn't get it when I saw it in the store. I'm trying my best to get um, Madman. You already have Daredevil, 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 the director's, director's cut. cut, right? I, I do. It's just my friend over in West Virginia. He borrowed it from me, and I, I don't know when next time I'm going to kiss that goodbye. Well, yeah. well, 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 I'll tell you what. I'm in the process of looking for for that. Um, I was going to get it for um, Tommy and uh, so uh, Randy since it. they hadn't seen it, so I'll just go ahead and grab you one, too, so that way everybody's full set. And you, and you can tell your friend in West Virginia what to do with the cops. He don't know how to give stuff back. He's also got a bunch of my Star Wars customizable cr- uh, card game cards. Oh, oh, no. Somebody be getting a baseball bat right upside <laughs> the head, dude. And I gave him a Silver Age uh, Justice League comic book as a wedding gift. Oh, oh that's nice. Oh, but I gave it to him. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, was him, yeah but he ain't got no courtesy to give you back your stuff, man. Dropkick. Or else we'll send Tommy to spare him. Well, he has spare more people up there that play that Star Wars game with him. So. so I can tell you that's uh, two things I long ago learned to not land out anymore are movies and books. Um, unless it's someone like Mad Men where I see you every week and then I can't take a baseball bat jingle. Where's, where's my book? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to run off with Batman Dan number three. Right. And, and, and well, I told you, I'll give you a copy of that. I ended up with two of them somehow. Um, cool. But by case in point, I lent a, a friend of mine work all five seasons of The Hulk probably going on two years now. Oh wow! You know, fortunately, I had already um, binge watched all of them. But does this person still work there? That's still that's still. um, as far as I'm concerned, that still is something for when you get that getting that nostalgic mood, right? And you want to watch it's right at your hands. Well, what's really great is the whole way I found it is um, my wife and I have a, a membership to BJ's. And we were in there getting our usual, you know, 20 pounds of sugar or what have you for the bees and all the other stuff. And I saw in the little kiosk, at, you know, at the impulse mm-hmm. buys at the station, I saw season one, Incredible Hulk, nine ninety nine. And I said, oh, wow. 
And right beside it, there was season two and season three. three. And, and they were four. all $10. And I just grabbed all of them and threw them in the cart. And I said, yep, these are going home. Well, <laughs> um, my last check at Walmart, they got the entire run for like about thirty four ninety nine. Yeah. Probably about what I probably paid for all four yeah, seasons. Yeah, that's probably what so. you paid. So. All right. Oh, so Image Comics, a um, couple of good things coming out here. They've announced uh, a new series called November, um, which is apparently it's going to be a series of graphic novellas from Matt Fraction. You know, Matt Fraction of Daredevil fame, Mayor of mm-hmm. Thomas. Yeah. And artist Elsa Charitier. Um, it sounds pretty interesting. Apparently, it uh, follows three women. And I'm reading this directly from the, the press release or the other website where I stole it from. Um, November follows three women whose lives intersect in a dark criminal underworld as fire and violence tear through their city over the course of a single day and night. They find their lives are bound together by one man who seems to be the cause of it all. So sounds like it might be a bit of a mystery and horror thriller going on there. Yeah. So I'm actually looking forward to that one. Tommy, this other piece of news, you actually mentioned this to me the other week, and I actually saw it, and I saw the picture for it. Um, so Scott Snyder, you know, Batman, Last Batman and Last Night on Earth, and the Batman series for New 52, um, his unnamed project coming from uh, Image Comics, this which is great. going to be released, actually going to unveil it next week at SDCC. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, it's the same thing you were talking about. It shows a U.S. flag um, over like a heavily fortified walled off area with the whole premise that apparently the U.S. has been shut off to the outside world for like, what, 30, 40 years? 30 years, yeah. And they're going to reopen the doors and to the outside world. And I'm sorry that just two coincidentally uh times with the ending of walking dead that i d- can't help but not see a connection yeah i mean i can see that i think you might be playing conspiracy theorist but well because i told you earlier how um walking dead ended right um and i can actually see that it ends with the walled off uh, united states that we didn't actually see in walking dead 103 mm-hmm. um and this would pick up but i, I the only thing that kind of nixes that is I don't see Scott Snyder doing a long-term project at Image. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I thought it. I thought the the idea sounded really intriguing. I think I'll probably pick that up as soon as I find out what the yeah. name of it is. Hey, well, again, we'll find out next week. Next week, that's right. I, I don't know when the Image panels are. Um, so, all I know is I actually have a friend who's going next week who called me about some of the exclusives he should be picking up. So I kind of ran down the list. I'm like, well. You know, go get the Loot Crate exclusive because those are always good. Uh, go get the Funko Pop exclusive because those are always good. And, so, and while you're there, if you want to get me any type of exclusive, I can appreciate that. As well. <laughs> Accepting free exclusives from San Diego Comic Con. Right, exactly. Anything you want to send us? I have a friend who a couple years ago was there because he goes every year. Um, he's actually, uh, I don't want to say president. I don't remember his actual title, Ted. I apologize, but he's with Prism Comics. Oh, okay. And a few years ago, they had the key card for all the hotels where the CW shows. So they had one for Flash. They had one for Supergirl. And, and he has sat there and messaged me like, hey, I got your Supergirl one. I got your Flash one. And I've never seen him. <laughs> I'm like, way to tease me and give me nothing, Ted. Thanks. <laughs> also, um, kind of partially sad news. Mad Magazine, uh, longest running humor magazine in the U.S., will be going into a reprint status in October. So After 67 years, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. yep. Actually not ending. They just said they're going to start reprinting all their classic material. Um, it's, and I didn't know. I this. mean, that's not going to last long, though. No. Oh yeah, I, I convinced. I'm convinced it'll be the end of the magazine within yeah. a year. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's gonna. It'll. They'll do it. Like you said, I doubt less than a year. I'm, I'm thinking like three to six months. Well, I didn't realize that that thing is bi-monthly now. Oh, it's so it had gone to bi-monthly. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so apparently the end's been coming for longer than we thought. Well, let's be honest. Have you ever? When was the last time you actually saw a Mad Magazine on a stand anywhere? Good point. Um, <clears throat> sheets. I know why I stopped reading Mad Magazine. Because it got too political for it got one too thing. political. Yes. Mm. It, it went from silly slapstick humor to making political statements. Mm. On one particular side. Right. Yeah. And and I have to be honest with you, I haven't read it in a long time, so I don't know which side they slanted on. Uh, I think the main reason I quit reading it was the same reason I quit reading things like Crazy and Crack, which was just because you couldn't find them here anymore. Yeah, yeah, I quit. I haven't picked up a Mad Magazine in probably at least twenty years. I'm not even gonna lie. The last time I think it was back, maybe '86. No, 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 no. I take that back because the Batman, the Batman Returns came out '92. Around that time, um, '92, '94. Was about the last time I saw it, and like, really, I didn't really get into it. I just like to look at it for the superhero parodies. Right, there was one like that, the that the, was the only thing I really liked. Yeah, 
There was one, my favorite one was The Incredible Bulk, where um, there was one scene where Banner gets mad because there was no paper in the uh, public toilet, oh, and he yeah. busted them, and then he's sitting there butt-naked on top of the toilet, so as, Hulk, as he hulked out. Yeah, that's how I used to pick whether I picked them up or not. If the cover looked like something that they were making fun of that I was going to laugh at, yeah. then I'd pick it up. Otherwise, I wouldn't. I, I picked up Cracked, too. I like Cracked better. I Cracked think. was good, too. I thought Cracked was a better magazine. And they still have an online presence. My, right, wife, right. my, my wife leads, reads a lot of their stuff at their website. Uh, yeah, but they've gotten just like Mad. They're really politically slanted now. Yes, yeah. they are. They are not as politically slanted as Mad. But uh, if you go to the, uh, their YouTube channels, it's now defunct. I don't think they're doing them anymore. But I mean, there's some really hilarious videos. Yeah, they, do they were doing videos for a while. YouTube. You remember that? Yeah. But uh, and it's funny because I think Mad was DC Comics mm-hmm. and Crazy wasn't Crazy Marvel. Marvel? Yes, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yes, it was. See, I always picked them up if they if the cover was always a parody of like a sci-fi movie or a horror movie. That oh, yeah. was that was always a, a, an easy sell for me. Yeah, and I mean, Cracked has been off the newsstands for ages. Yes. So, right, right. So this is not a huge surprise that Mad was going to. I mean, I'm kind of surprised it lasted as long as it did. So yeah, pretty much. So um, anybody got any news items they picked up over the week that they said, hey, we should mention this or take a you know a quick swipe at it? I think there's a couple items that were. Um, that are should be notable. We lost two uh, great actors this week. Yes, Rip Torn and, and uh, Eddie Jones, who was Pa Kent on mm-hmm. uh, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, which quite arguably, other than the Ruby Spears Superman cartoon from 1988, was the only real um, media um, live action or television or movie media offering um, from John Byrne's run on Superman. Um, I especially liked, I realized that Eddie Jones was perfect as Jonathan Kent because in the very first issue of the Man of Steel miniseries, um, when Parkin went to go pick up Clark, he was watching the football game. He saw Clark just running all over the field and he made the decision to tell him um, that who he really was. And there was, a. Um, he said, Clark, I need you to come with me. And he said, "But Dad, I'm with." He said, "Now, now, son." And I, and for some reason, I kept hearing Eddie Jones's voice, and the way that Byrne drew him, it was just like when Eddie Jones came on screen, he walked right off the comic page. And he and Kay Callan, the lady who played Martha Kent, they do not get their due for the impact that they had on that they have had on Superman mythology. Because they were the ultimate mind part can't. I'm not taking anything from Annette O'Toole and John Schneider was, from Smallville. I was just about, I was just about to raise a uh, con- content there. I, like, well, right. I kind of right. gave it up for those two. Right, right. I, I'm not taking anything from an Annette, Annette O'Toole and John Schneider from Smallville, nor Glenn Ford or Phyllis and Phyllis Thaxter from uh, um, the original Superman film and Stuart Whitman and Salome Jens from the Superboy TV series. All of them were excellent, but it was just something about Kay Callen and Eddie Jones, their depiction of Mon Pa Kent walked right off, off the comic screen, and they epitomized them both. And Rip Torn, one of the one of the most underrated comedic actors out there, character actor to the to the um to the tenth power. Um, big on the Larry Sanders show, big on and during the Men in Black franchise. And um, um, my friend and I, Brian Johns, if you're listening, Brian, what's up? He and I won the last hours of work started. Uh, we laughed about his name for about 20 minutes, Rip Torn, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, it kind of sounds like he should be doing a different kind of acting. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you're not getting up Tell any- me I'm wrong. Come on. Uh, uh, I will. I'm gonna treat that like Superman would do a chunk of kryptonite. I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're not gonna give up any love for Artie Johnson? Didn't we lose him this week? Oh, also, you know what? I forgot about him. Yeah, yes. we lost Artie Johnson the as well. Artie Johnson. Even though he's not comic related, he was uh, a comedic genius. So, especially if you're old enough like me to remember seeing laughing in, in syndication. And so. do you remember, Randy? They did an animated series off of his. Uh, Character from Laughing oh Tyrone Baggy right. I totally forgot about him that. and Ruth Buzzy. <laughs> I had forgotten about Artie Johnson. I, I totally forgot that because well, he was also the old man to Ruth Buzzy's uh, bag lady yeah. on that show. Oh God, boy! If if I had a dollar every time she socked somebody with that patent leather purse, see now the funny thing is is 
Tommy's sitting here over going, I don't know what in the hell they're talking about. <laughs> we old heads, man. Right, exactly. Uh, so, yep, uh, you're right. We did lose uh, three great cysts um, this week. Um, I guess within the last week since uh, – because you know we, we lost Hardy on Friday, didn't we? Friday yes. or Saturday? Right, lost him just going over the weekend. He had one last hurrah on Fourth of July and said, oh, "Okay, I'm done. Let's go." Um, don't make light of people's death, Randall. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about some of the new releases. There's not a whole lot that came out, um, but um, a couple of them that might be of note to pick up for those of you out there looking to jump on something at the beginning. Dark Horse, of all things, is doing a Black Hammer Justice League tie-in. So issue one of that dropped today. Hmm. I myself didn't pick it up. I might have to go back and get that now. You know who's doing the art on that? I don't know anything about the book. I, I've never read Black Hammer, mm-hmm. um, so, and but I almost picked it up simply because it is crossing over with Justice League. So I, I think Black Hammer is supposed to be another super agency, just like uh, you know Justice League is in Dark Horse. But I don't think they're colorful costumes type of thing. So don't. Well, really I thought know. it was Thor Soul Brother. I, Black Hammer Man. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. There you yeah. go. And uh, Marvel, Invisible Woman number one dropped today. Okay, there you go. Uh, we were talking about that um, about four or five episodes ago when they announced yeah. that because we were like, I don't see how she can pull off a solo book. Well, it's, it's supposed to be a miniseries. It's a miniseries, but I still don't but even see how still. She, yeah, how is she going to pull off a miniseries? We'll see. We'll see. Susie is, the, Susie is the that wild card, man. Yeah, but for the whole book, you're not going to see her. Ha! Oh, <laughs> All right, so we're going to get to our, our main topic sure. here in just a moment. But before we do, we're going to go ahead and pay some of our bills over there, Madman. Absolutely. Lost in the Long Box is sponsored by Flashback Comics out of Woodbridge, Virginia. They are stocked full of new comics, back issues, trade paperbacks, toys, and statues. They are located at 3112 PS Business Drive, just off of Smoketown Road. They are open Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. And on Sundays, they're open from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Be sure to tell Troy that Lost in the Long Box sent you. Uh, I'm starting to think there might be a little more than just Gatorade in that bottle over there. So. Yeah, maybe it's spiked. <laughs> it might be. This is pure vodka. <laughs> <laughs> or it's not Gatorade. So there's yeah, all right. So, our subject for this week, you guys are actually going to like this. Um, we went to a convention just this Saturday here, a little local con, as we mentioned earlier. Nice. Um, really, uh, actually, tended up being a, a really good show. I was actually impressed with it. I hope that means uh, great things for it in the following years to come. But I thought about it. So, you know what? There's probably a lot of people who this summer might be going to their first convention ever um, and don't know what to expect, what to do, um, or just what's in store for them. So, we thought, how about this? Uh, episode we go ahead and give you some of the stories and and advice and, and things to do uh while you're at a con but before we get there um if you guys are not watching our live stream you should probably flip over to that or you should go to the youtube later this week because right now i am holding up on camera here a copy of arrow number one um illustrated by pop man i'm trying to not get the get the glare off of it but the reason i'm holding this is because we have two copies that were signed by pop himself um he was at the con got him to sign both of these for us and the reason i'm showing these for you is because you see they're bagged and boarded so they're in nice uh, never read condition we are actually giving this away to two lucky lost in the long box listeners and you don't have to sell a kidney you don't have to sacrifice your firstborn any of that malarkey all you have to do is email us at lostinalongbox at gmail.com. Tell us that you listen to the show. Tell us your name and that you would like to hear something, a particular subject that you'd like us to cover, or actually something you wish us we would not do, or just stop, any type of doing. feedback. Yeah, yeah. Get rid of Thomas or what have you. Um, I, I will for, I will forewarn you if you make smarmy comments, I am going to delete you and not listen to it. We're oh actually looking God. for constructive criticisms and comments. The first two people to email us with just a, hey, my name is so-and-so, I'd like to see you guys do this, or hey, could you guys possibly spend a little more time, a little less time on something? First two people to comment will win this free copy of Arrow, and I do have two of them. Should, should we make sure that we inform them that they have won before they send, them, send us their address? Uh, yes. Yeah. So what we'll do is um, let's go ahead and put a deadline on this of how about, say, next week, the 20th. So I won't announce it on the episode next week, but the one after, we will say who the two people are, and then you, I will contact you on the email itself. So, yes, 
If, Two copies. Yeah, just if you want to remain anonymous, we can use just your first name right. or, or pseudonym. Exactly. Or so that's all we giving away two copies of it. And uh, when we also talked to Pop, he's also doing a game, I think, called RomboBots. Um, I'll have to look that up. But he was actually saying that he's looking for a podcast to get on and promote that and also see if we can't talk about some of his comics. So we've made a contact there. We might have him on the show here very soon. Yeah, that we're a great. podcast. I was about to say. We're, I, we're I gave him a business yeah, card. He's said, looking for a podcast. We're a podcast. I, so, and I said, hey. as luck would have it, because if you actually go to our Lost in the Long Box Facebook, we do have a picture of him signing those for us. So might reach out to him, see if we can't get him on here. Also, Mad Men, you'll like this. Gary Kahn, creator of Blue Devil, was there as well. Um, Man, gave, I, I gave miss, it, dang, I missed him. Gave him our card. Well, you're going to like this, Enos. Uh, we may have him on the show soon, too. Um, cool. He took a card. Him and Paris Cullens are working on, on another right. project. So I'm going to reach out to him, see if we can't get him here as well. Right, there you go. right. So, dang, I missed him. Yes. Well, uh, honestly, I looked for him all day. He didn't show up until really late in the con. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was about ready to leave uh, when I made one more pass by his table, and suddenly he was there. Wow. So, dang. Yes. All right, so main topic. You're going to your first comic convention. Ta-da-da. Congratulations. You're going to have fun, and you're going to walk through the door and go, oh, my God, what did I get into? Yep. So we're going to have some stories for you and some advice as to what's going to go down, um, what you can expect, what to not expect type of things. Um, so, Tommy, why don't you go ahead and lead off there? So first con story, I'm going to go ahead and get Rand- get this out ahead of time so Randy can't use it to make fun of me. Cause I, know he's, thunder. I know he's chomping at the bit to do so. Um, I used to like to go to a Comic-Con up in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, ac- adequately called the Pittsburgh Comic-Con. I was up there one year with a couple friends of mine, and my friend Leo wanted to purchase a copy of New Mutants 98 that was priced at $75, near mint copy at the time. And I told him, you don't want to do that. That comic's just going to go down in value. Hey. It's not going to go up in but price. But wait, Thomas, before we continue with the story, explain to our listeners the importance of New Mutants 98 for whatever soul who may not know. New Mutants 98 is the first appearance of Gideon. I thought it was Deadpool. Well, it's Ted and him too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with the important character. Right, Gideon. No, Deadpool. Right. So yeah, <laughs> New Mutants 98 is the first appearance of, of Deadpool. And it was a near-mint copy was, was $75. You're not going to see a near mint copy for $75. And what does that book go for now, Thomas? Uh, you're having a lot of fun with this. <laughs> I, I'm having a hell of a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, we're going to let you have that Brent, right now. <laughs> Wait till I can get some more Tom King jokes in there. Uh, those books go for around like $350 to $400 <laughs> nowadays. And that's ungraded. Ungraded. And I, I told him, yeah, you probably don't want to buy that. It's just going to come down in value. There's no way it's going to go up. You're, you're overpaying for it. Don't do that. He still gives me a hard time about that to this day, <laughs> as he should. Yes, yeah. he should. Yeah. And my understanding is I thought you said, too, that it's it's not like he gives you a hard time. It's like every time he sees you, oh, yeah. he mentions it. Oh, yeah, he brings it up every chance he can, <laughs> which I deserve, I think, probably. Well, what's really bad is I've actually joined in on the Bash and Tommy that whenever we're at a con <laughs> and I see one on the wall, I'm like, hey, is that an New Mutants 98? And he's like, you just had to get it in there, didn't you? Yep. Oh, yeah. And there's plenty of them out there at cons, by the way. Pretty much every stand will have a New Mutants 98 on it. So keep that in mind. But none at $75. No, none at $75. Or if it is at $75, it's beat to hell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> nasty. <laughs> so. All right. So I have a piece of advice for you guys. Do not... Make your first con one of the big ones. Don't go to San Diego Comic Con, which also, by the way, is not a comic convention. Just scratch comic out of the name. Um, Those of you who have been there will know what I'm talking about. Um, Go to one of – don't go to New York City Comic Con either, even though that's supposed to be a better show. If you actually want to go to a real comic book convention, start with the ones like Emerald City Comic Con or C2E2, which is – um, Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo, hence the C2E2, or Heroes Con down in North Carolina. Um, while those other cons are fantastic, don't get me wrong, they're great conventions, but they're more geared towards media guests and television and movies. C2E2, Animal City, Heroes Con are more about the comic collector. You're going to see more of the actual comic creators, the artists and the writers, and a lot of the more... Um, Hard to find comics because I could tell you some of the other ones, and and I'm guilty of this. One of my favorite conventions is Dragon Con, and there's not a lot of comic dealers there. Now, the last couple years, they've gotten a lot more. But if you're a true diehard comic collector, don't make your first con one of the big ones because 
quite honestly, you might leave with a bit of a bad taste in your mouth. Well, and not only that, I mean, if you go walk into one of those big cons, I mean, even Awesome Con, which is not as big as, you know, San Diego Comic Con or New York Comic Con or anything like that, it's pretty intimidating, especially if your first day is like the second day, Saturday, when it's wall to wall people and everything. Right. You know, you, like you said, you want to start with something small. I mean, ideally, if you could find one like we had this past weekend, the Fredericksburg Comic and Toy Show, that's, you know, really small like that, that would be a good one to go start with. Because, you know, you can get an idea of what a, you know, what a bigger one's going to look like and what it's going to, what it's going to be. So, but yeah, don't, don't start out with the big daddy to begin with, because you're going to get overwhelmed and intimidated and, you know, just, yeah. And there's another convention in the Richmond, Virginia area, the Virginia Comic Con that is usually held at the uh, Richmond Raceway. Um, Pretty good size ones, the first one I went to was great. Got a chance to see the Batmobile and a lot of good things. But the other one they had on the inside, it was during the winter and the ventilation wasn't that great. Ooh. And uh, uh, my friend Alex, she was with me. She said, I got to go outside because it got too hot in there. So, you know, make sure that it's um, there's some comfort. The area has um, is going to be equipped for comfort so you'll be able to get around and really enjoy yourself because let me tell you, during this time of the year and with the heat that we've experienced over the last three weeks, um, the last thing you want to be doing is feeling like you're about to suffer from heat stroke. Yeah, well, right. passing out in a costume. Right. Yeah. Well, and actually, too, that was a problem with this con just last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I yeah, was it was pretty talk- warm. I was talking to John Taylor with Top Secret Press Comics, um, and as I was talking to him, one of the organizers came through and was apologizing about the air conditioning and the heat that they knew there was an issue. And I was in costume, and I was like, damn it, I knew it wasn't just me. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it was warm in there. And she's like, yeah, it's a bit hot in here. They're, they're working on it. Um, so that, that's actually a good piece of advice. Hang on, something's funky going on over. All right, sorry, back. I got distracted just that easily. Um, another thing, too, uh, and this is a big piece of advice, and I can give you my own personal story on this one. Pace yourself. Um, whether you come in with $400 or 4000 don't just start buying as soon as you see it. Um, I, my very first convention, me and a friend of mine, Gerald, went in there. This was back when Creation used to do just straight comic conventions up in D.C. I walked in there, um, started looking at all the dealers, found one. It looked really good. I picked up a whole slew of comics that I wanted. and They were on my pull list. They were books I needed. But within the first hour, I was busted. And I had about maybe 20 or 30 books. My friend Gerald paced himself, went from dealer to dealer, ended, ended up making uh, all day out of it, and got twice as many books for about the same amount of money because he, he waited and he made deals. Um, and he said the same thing to me when I said, man, all my money has gone. And he's like, it's because you got excited. You threw it all in. You, know, you popped your load basically all at once. <laughs> so that that's, happens. And that's what I'm telling you. And trust me, when you get there – You'll find all these dealers, and you'll start finding these books, and you'll pull them out, and you're like, oh, wow, there's that Batman I need, or there's that Avengers I need, and the temptation to just buy it right there is going to be overwhelming, especially after you spend all your money because you've got all those books you need, and then you go and you just have to be looking at another dealer who has the exact same books you just bought, cheaper and in better condition. And I would say this, you know, when we go to AwesomeCon, which is a three-day thing, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, when we go all three days, I pretty much don't buy anything on day one at right. all. I just look. I just go around and look at, you know, dealer to dealer, see what's out there, you know, start making, deciding what, what I want, what I'm interested in and, and, and things like that. Because like you said, I have a set amount of money that I'm going to spend. And when it's gone, it's gone. Right. Um, so, yeah, I just I usually just spend the day looking around, seeing what I want, seeing what's out there, getting the lay of the land, that sort of thing. So that's probably a pretty a pretty smart idea. And, and I was going to say, that's actually a great point. If you are going more than one day, if you're going for the whole weekend, do not feel bad if you're going to the same dealers over and over and looking through the same boxes. Because a lot of times what I'll do is if I'm looking for, for certain books, I'll go to this dealer and I'll look through the boxes. I'll say, okay, he's got this book. He's got that book. I'll look on the wall, see what he's got. And I will go to other dealers because what I'm doing is while I'm not buying them right then and there, I'm mentally remembering who's got what book where. And then that's why I'll go back several times. Like, okay, for instance, his Miss Marvel number two is better condition, but he wants like $10 more for it. So do I want the $10 more or do I want to take the lower grade from this guy four aisles over? Um, so, and, and don't worry. 
don't worry if you go to a dealer more than once and you're looking at the same box over and over because everybody's doing it. The dealers know what the deal is. Right. Um, so, and they may not even notice you doing it. Right. Exactly. They probably don't because, you know, they've got so many other people coming up there that they're talking to too. Right. So, but yeah, the, the, I mean, now granted, there could be some exceptions to that. If you find just a super incredible deal day one that, you know, of something you have to have, like if I walked up into AwesomeCon and found Patsy Walker 95 day one, am I buying it day one? Of course I am. Right. There, because there I are, have to because I have to get it before Randy, number one. Right. And number you know, number two, I'm not gonna see that book again, probably. Right. So. There there are books that are exceptions to right. the there rule. Are Especially with one that you've been looking for for like the last four or five years and you find one dealer that has it, it becomes not a question. It's like, okay, I don't care if you want two hundred dollars for it and it's only a two it's it's coming out of your collection in the right. mind. Yeah, I mean there so there are exceptions to that. But you know, for the most part, I don't buy anything day one. I just look around and see what's out there. I'll give you a classic exception. Um and we just thought at AwesomeCon. Um, you can see Spider-Man 300s everywhere. Mm-hmm. Every dealer's got at least two of them on the wall. New and he's Mutants probably, 98 as well. New Mutants 98. But you don't see, is it Tales of Suspense 55? First Iron Man? First Iron Man, I believe, right. I believe You don't so. see that all the time. No, you don't. And we found one dealer, and all the years I've been going, it's the only time I've, to cons, it's the only time I've ever seen one. And I've been going to cons, what, 20, 20 years now? And that's the first time I've ever, ever seen a Tales of Suspense 55 on somebody's wall. And it wanted four grand for it. And then Tom and I watched as a guy went and bought it off his rack. Now, the wow. next day, it, we turned, it turned out it was a dealer, and he just bought it and marked it up put it on his wall. Right, right. Which kind of stunk. I, was, I, I really had hoped it would have been you know, an actual collector that was going to do it. I understand why the dealer did it. Oh, and it's Tales of Suspense 39, by the okay, way. Okay, thank you. But, you know, so I understand why the dealer did it. I mean, you know, he was trying to make money himself. But, I mean... The part of me that is the collector would have liked to have gone to an actual fellow collector that was going to love it more. Right. So yep. that's that again will fall into the exception of don't buy the Spider Man three hundred. Yeah, you may want it, but everybody's gonna have one. And another key tip here is a con runs all weekend and you see a book that you really want to have and you know several dealers all have it, wait till Sunday. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. a lot of dealers are more willing to deal on Sunday than they are, say, Saturday afternoon at one PM. Because they know they still got the entire day of Sunday and half Saturday still left to them. Sunday around 2 o'clock, they're more willing to take a hit on it because they don't want to take it all home. And they might be still trying to make a profit. Right. No doubt. Yeah. And, you know, dev- never be afraid to, to try to haggle. Right. I mean, every, t- every con I've went to, I've never paid, you know, sticker price for anything I bought. Right. You know, just make sure you're doing it the correct way. I mean, don't go walk up to a person that has a uh, price tag on a hundred book, a dollars on a book and say, I'll give you $20 for it. Cause right. yeah, they're going to laugh. Yeah, don't they're, insult the dealer. Yeah, at the they're going to laugh in your face. So like for this past con, for example, you know, I got some great stuff. I got a, you know, books that were priced $165 sticker price for 145. Right. Y'all got me a nice copy of uh captain Marvel 33, the origin of, of Thanos and a nice Wolverine number one. Well, sticker price, $160. I got 445. And, and and same type of thing. Uh, I just picked up a Batman 181, first mm-hmm. Poison Ivy, mm-hmm. um, for 425. It was a 4.0. The guy wanted 450, right. and I said, "I'll give you 400." He's like, "No," and this uh, and then it says, and he and then he goes, "If you're paying cash, I'll do 425." I said, "All right, I'll do 425." Mm-hmm. Did I overpay? Maybe, but it's one of those books where you know it's not ever going to go down. For sure. Right. And there's some some instances too, know when to haggle and when to just, you know, walk right. away completely. Exactly. Um, great example, awesome con. I won a copy of X Men one oh one, the first appearance of Phoenix. Because let's face it, I'm never gonna own a first appearance of Jean Grey. That's that's never gonna happen. X Men one is out of my price range. It's not gonna happen. Right. But you know, first appearance of Phoenix, I can probably get that one day. You know, we walked up to a dealer that had what, three three copies on the wall? And you know, I looked at the price and they were just based on the condition, they were just more than I wanted to pay, and I knew there was no point in even haggling with him because he wasn't going to come down to what right. I, I thought they were worth. So he let me look at him, and I handed it back and respectfully said thank you and moved on with my day. Right. And that's another thing. Don't be afraid to ask the dealer to see books on the wall. Even if you're asking to see 10 or 20 books, they're trying to sell them. They're going to pull them down all day long in the event that they think you're going to buy something. Even if you don't pull anything away, they're going to pull it down, or you can actually just tell them how much is that book, how much is that book. Because let's face it, some of the stickers you cannot see from the other end of their of their table. Also, I'd like to say, don't j- when they hand you one, don't just open it to look at the inside. It's fine to look at the inside, but ask them to. Yes, always you know, ask be, be respectful. Definitely. And it, it's not a bad idea to do. Um, I got a, a copy of the first appearance of Spider Woman at Awesome Con, and there was two copies. One was seventy five dollars. One was ninety dollars. 
I ended up getting the $75 one. Why? Because when I opened the $90 one, I found a rip on one of the pages. Oh, okay. So that's why I went with the $75 one, because that one did not have any ripped pages. Right. And, you know, it's something he just overlooked, I'm sure, you know, whatever. But from, from the outside, the $90 one did look like it was in better shape, but really it wasn't because it had a ripped page. Right. So there's nothing wrong with asking to, to, to open it. Just, you know, make sure you ask and let them open it. Well, and some of them, do. some of them will open it for you. They will, right, open, they will it open it and then you. hand it to you flat uh, and make sure that you do the same thing. Enos, what do you got tip wise? Don't be afraid of the dollar bins. Oh, dollar, dollar bin. The, mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. We, Randy and I cleaned up this weekend at the dollar bins. Randy and I both picked up the same comic. One I've been looking for just so I, I've got in another realm or area of my collection. But this is one I've been wanting because I like the story. And Cameron, there you go. And this is Marvel Spotlight on Captain Marvel. The reason this book was six bucks and I've seen it higher because Frank Miller did the art in this book. Oh, wow. And uh, it's he did a pretty phenomenal Captain Marvel and a buck. Rand, there was three of them in there. I got one. Randy got the other. I also did found a uh, two comics from my childhood that were um, very um, big. This is the Roy Thomas and John Buscema run on Tarzan when Marvel Comics had the license for the character. And also... Someone that we hope to be seeing on part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That looks so cool. Yep. <laughs> on the chroma key. And um, <laughs> it's uh, Shang-Chi Master Oh, my Kung God. <laughs> They've announced this movie already, haven't hang on, they? Hang on. They're you making got, a movie? you got to ring that back. Mm-hmm. Because of the green cover, the green screen effect is taken. So the actual green of the back of the cover of the comic is gone, and we're getting the uh, the green screen effect on it. So, and right you'll now, only be able to see this on Lost in the Long Box. So right folks. now, whoever's watching a live stream is shaking her head and going, what's going on with he me? He bought a see-through comic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's because I'm good like that. Woo-hoo. So, And um, I was, this is becoming very hard to find. I spoke on this last week. It's uh, basically cover price, but this is the very first Kelly Sue DeConnick Aquaman. So we're she's getting ready to make his stock rise a little bit. So yes. that's just and I also one last thing I want to show uh, everything with the exception of Aquaman has been a dollar. How many of you remember the death of the Prince storyline where Black Man killed off Aquaman's son Arthur Jr. Right. Here's one of those issues from that. Lift it up. There you go. One dollar. Yes. So that's amazing. What, do- year did, dollar- what year did that come from? Nineteen, I think in nineteen seventy six, seventy seven. If that was nineteen seventy six, I don't remember it because of the year before I was born. Right, but the dollar bins. The really Just great saying. thing about them too, um, the one that Enos and I was hitting, um, <laughs> it was a dollar a book, and it was buy ten get one free. That's yep. nice. So you, I was, I actually found myself pulling out books that I probably wouldn't have gotten beforehand, even though I'd already read them and owned them before. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't have this now, and it was a good story. So like, like all those um, Brave and the Bulls I picked up. Right. I, I had them years ago, don't have them now. And said, you know what? Says, I can read those again. So I, the dollar bins is, is the best place to go, especially if you just want to read them and want to add them to your collection. You don't really care if they're pristine or not. I, mean, I got one perfect. more I want to show, Randy. One dollar, folks. Oh, lovely. Oh, yes. Captain Marvel and Black Bolt from yeah. the Inhumans. Nice. That's lovely. One dollar. Which, which yeah. number is that? 53. Nice. So, yeah, absolutely. So, again, big piece of advice there. Um, now, the only problem with the dollar bin is everybody's brother will be on those things. Yep. So don't worry if you got to stand back a little bit and wait. There was a couple of times where I just stood there Saturday and waited for someone to move on to the next box. Exactly. So I could go into the one they were at. Yeah, definitely. Be, be patient. Don't don't jump all up in there while someone else is looking. Yes, be right. patient because. I'll do that to Randy because that's what I do. But, you know. Well, it's because we're both looking for the same book. And it's like, right. You'll see us both heading down the boxes. Where's the peas? Where's the peas? Where's the peas? And, yep, and one will be looking over the other. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually at the dollar bin, and there was a, a comic in the first box, the uh, the All-Star Squadron number one. I picked yeah. Up. Mm-hmm. And I didn't pick it up then, but I went back to get it. And there was a guy in the box that I was just in, and I knew he was going to be looking for a while because the guy had a stack like like this. That he Toilet old find. dude. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I says, can you do me a favor? 
while you're in there, can you give me that all-star squadron number one in the front of it? And he says, there it is. And I said, thank you. <laughs> so, That's a series I'd like to pick up. So I Very think underrated. I had, I think I had that all-star squadron one at one point because the yep. cover looks really familiar. It's a great, it's a great cover. It's a great cover. But that's actually another big piece of advice. Don't be afraid to talk to the people at the con uh, because – they're all there for the same reason. They're in a comic books. They may not like the same characters you do. They may not like the same company you do. But I guarantee you talk to them for more than five minutes and you're going to find a common ground. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, especially when you go to sit down um, at the eating area, like because this is one of those common areas where there's got food and drink like off in the back corner. You're going to end up sitting at a table with somebody anyway because it's that packed. Don't be afraid to just say, hey, man, what are you into? What, what you know, what's going on? What are you here for? Right, we're all this. We're all nerdies and geeks. I think your mic was turned off there, Madman. What are you? There into? you go. There they are. Uh, but that yeah, just sounds bad there, Madman. Don't, don't be afraid to just go ahead and talk to people because you're all there for the same thing. And you might actually find people um, that end up being best friends of yours. There's several people from uh, DragonCon that I've met who I only ever see at DragonCon personally, but now they're on my Facebook and I message them all the time. Yep. So BFFs. Also, uh, this goes without saying. If you're cosplaying or you're not cosplaying, make sure you put something in your shoes to absorb the shock of the concrete floor. Oh, yes. Because the majority of these cons are not going to be in nice hotels. They're going to be in convention centers where it is that nice, dull, dark gray concrete floor. And after two or three hours, you are going to feel it. I woke up Sunday morning with a leg cramp because of standing on that stupid concrete floor. All Man. Day. Yeah, I would imagine. Uh, when I went to Galaxy Con um, the first part of last month, I was having so much fun. I woke up like three o'clock that Sunday morning. My right foot was on fire, man. Literally, if I had put it in some ice, I'd have melted it. And like, definitely um, have something to absorb that shock because these concrete floors, ladies and gentlemen, is no joke. And um, I, I'm not, I'm not one. To, uh, and this is nothing on dating, anything like that. There are a lot. I was very. I'm very surprised that of the lot of the number of women who love comics. Right, ladies <laughs> love comics, man. So, that's a good thing too. Yeah, it is a good thing. So, so here's the thing. Since you said that, when I was growing up, girls didn't like comics. I know. Um, and they basically wouldn't date you if you yeah. liked comics. You were you were a nobody. You was a nerd. I don't want to date him. He's in the comic books type of thing. So now. Here I am, and, and I am very, no, get me wrong, I love my wife very much. I am very fortunate to have found the woman I did who is like, you know what? I don't care what you do with your comics. Have at it. Makes you happy. What have you? Believe that. Right. If you start spending $5,000 on, on one comic, then we're going to have a talk. But other than that, it's like, don't go crazy. We're fine. Nowadays, I go to a convention, and I meet a lot of women, beautiful women. Well, you know this. Who are not only dressing up in cosplay, but can tell you the character. They can tell you the runs. They can tell you who their favorite artists and writer are. Yep. And I'm like, where were you 30 years ago? Tell me about <laughs> it. Well, I think that's one of the largest growing demographics in comic right. book is like, what, 17 to 34-year-old women that you know are, are getting into it. So that's good. That's right. good. That's definitely good for the industry and everything. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. For sure. Well, and it's why we're getting some of the books like Naomi. Mm -hmm. um, aiming toward that demographic. Oh, by the way, Naomi Six came out today. Did you pick it up? No, I haven't been to the book, so I will be going tomorrow, though. Right, Naomi Six is finally out. So, Just in time for her to show up, I think, next week in Action Comics, is, is it? Mm -hmm. So, Well, I'm hoping I get married before I start my career because I'm going to get in trouble. Because, man, there's some lovely ladies out there. So. But, uh, but, you know, but, but me... Once I once I put that ring on, it's gonna be the right woman. So they ain't they ain't, they ain't too many ladies. They ain't gonna be no ladies gonna take me from the woman I married. So I ain't even worried Which, about that. Um, by the way, because this just popped in my head, and I, I got to make sure it gets out there. Right. Um, talking about the attractive females at the conventions and the right. cosplay, I would be remiss if I did not say right now, cosplay is not consent. I know you guys after may have heard this may be beat over the head. I don't care if it's a male or a female. Just because they may be showing off their body, that is not an excuse that you can put your hands on them. Exactly. Right. Well, you said it because I was during the show thinking it because I was going to bring e up. Even if you're taking a picture with them, most of them will be okay with putting a hand around their waist or their shoulders provided you ask them, are you okay if I put my arm around you for the picture? But I don't care if she's dressed as Vampirilla or Raven. I don't care if he's dressed as Wolverine or Bawana Beast. 
if there's any skin showing, that does not mean I want your hands all over me. Exactly. Well, and, and you know, take it a little bit further. You know, you're talking about pictures. Make sure you ask before you take a picture. Right. Most definitely. Period. Period. Whether you're going to touch them or not, you know, just ask because. And you know, also, Tommy, sedgwaying into that. Um, I mentioned GalaxyCon a few weeks ago. I attended the first part of last first of last month. I'm that was the first con that I went to that I read. I met some major celebrities. I'm talking about John Wesley Shipp, Kevin Conroy, John Glover, Michael Bell, Lou Ferrigno, Ernie Hudson. Um, you got to bear met them too. Yeah, <laughs> but but, <laughs> but, but I ain't never met them. But and I, and I said that to say this, folks. Just because you see them on television, they're people too. And respect them the way you want to be respected. Right. It, it, it's if um, walk up, be respectful, act like you got some sense. In other words, have some home training. Act like you know, act like you know how to bet you've been somewhere and know how to talk to people because there's no bigger turnoff than an overzealous fan. Right. Also, going hand in hand with that. Don't take it personally if a celebrity has snapped at you. Just like you and I, they can have a crappy day, and sometimes they may respond before their mouth can catch it, and, and they don't mean it against you as much as you know someone just keyed their car and now they're pissed. So, and Now, granted, having said that, there are a few celebrities out there who are notoriously infamous for always having an attitude, right. but – for the most part, they're all very nice people. Just keep in mind, everyone has a bad day, and sometimes they speak before they think. Right. Unless it's Justin Bieber. <laughs> right. In which case, challenge him to a fight. Yeah. No matter yeah. how. Is yeah. He still, is he but only still if you're relevant? like a 58-year-old man. Exactly. I can take him. Is that little rascal still even relevant? Well, he just recently challenged Tom Cruise to a I MMA heard about fight. That. trying to I stay relevant. That. I, I, I don't know if I'd pay to see that fight. But uh, I would like to see it. I won't well, like I pay for it, but I'd like to see it. Free. Well, yeah, I'd see it for watch oh, it for yeah. free. It's going to be pay-per-view. Well, I'm going to say this. Uh, when I found out Priyanka Chopra married one to Jonas Brothers, I'm like, if they can get some, if those goofs can get somebody that fly, then I can have any woman I want. Well, didn't she? Uh, that, hasn't that already ended in divorce, though? No. <clears throat> I thought I thought they had already divorced. Are you serious? Yeah. No, I ain't heard nothing. All right. Well, that means she might be on the block again. She might so be on the, on the market, market there. So there you go. Well, I, Get they, out there, Enos. If they're divorced, you baby. Oh shoot! I don't know. <laughs> she might be hell on wheels to live with, man. Some of the finest women in the world, man. You can't live with them. Some of them, you be got to leave the house. Keep, keep them kicking that. So you've seen that meme, right? That shows like the really hot blonde, like yeah. in a bikini, and it says, "Just remember, no matter how hot she is, there's somewhere out there is a guy who's her. sicker." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so as we're talking about um, con experiences and, and con stories and advice, one of the things, too, bring yourself a backpack. Mm-hmm. And if you can, shove some snacks in there and maybe shove a bottle of water like on one of the side pocket things. Don't shove it in the backpack because if you have unbagged and boarded comics, then that could be a that mess be later. But always try to bring you a little extra snacks, maybe a bottle of water because, trust me, once you see the price of con food, you, you may actually not <laughs> – yeah. you may never eat the rest of the day. Yeah, I paid three dollars and fifty cents for a hot dog that tasted like crap at this past con. So. I, you should have got the corn dog. It was only two dollars. Wow. Okay. Because yeah, I, I probably should have. Because I ate after you left, and it was it was only two dollars. Now the the soda was more than the corn dog, so, yeah. ironically. So that's why after after I made the round, Donald joined me there later. We went to CC's Pizza. There you go. I, that would have been a good idea. Well. And, and some of the cons, yes, you do have a choice where you can go out and eat. But unfortunately, where this one was located, you would have to drive if you wanted yeah. to go eat anything. Um, yeah, and I will say about Awesome Con, they have a pretty amazing cheesesteak there. Oh, yes, they do. That's right. Yeah. Well, So there's that. But remember, even the uh, the name brand vendors that come in there raise their price a little bit for a con. Yeah. So, But that's, I mean, that's kind of be expected. You're, you know, a con crowd will kill a restaurant worker. Oh, yeah. So, um, also, what I was telling you, I'm going to share your con story, and neither of you guys were there for this. So, um, you were actually still at the con, but I think you were off doing something. Thomas, you had already left due to issues. Uh, but I was, uh, it's no big secret, I was a City of Heroes player. 
So shortly after the game shut down, there was a, a thing on Teespring where they made T-shirts, and, and the T-shirts had logos of all the different classes in it. So I was wearing one for the tanker class um, after I changed out of costume Saturday, and I was walking across the floor to go talk to uh, my friend John over at uh, his, his booth. But on the way back, I said, well, I'm going to go get something to drink. I'm walking across the floor, and two girls came running across the floor pointing at me, and she's telling her friend, see, I told you. And I'm looking like, what did I do? And she runs up to me and she goes, Tanker, right? City here? Like, oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, again, don't be afraid to talk to people because you never know. Whatever nerdy thing you're into that you think nobody else will be, you will find somebody who's into it. Oh, exactly. Most definitely. Yeah, we Most managed to get some definitely. good pictures of stuff of people at uh, at the con, too, that's up on our Facebook page. You guys have to check that out. Yep, absolutely. Some, some really good cosplays that were there. Uh, you guys got any more tips, stories? advice well, i i can i can tell you one we were going back going back to the uh the haggling and everything remember at awesome con this past year i was down to my last 26 dollars oh <laughs> yeah i was down to my last 26 dollars what walked up to a uh dealer was looking through his box and everything like that and he had a box of stuff that was 10 percent off and he had a copy of sandman number one not the modern one the silver age one that was drawn by kirby he had it on there for $40, and he had it already marked off in the 10% off bin. I said, I picked it up and looked at it and says, I have $26 left to spend. Can we make that happen so I can get this book? He laughed at me and said, that is so specific. <laughs> and then said, yes, we can. So I got my book for $26. Nice. Yeah, so don't be, don't be afraid to do something like that. If you make them laugh, you might be able to get a little bit better deal. But to get that bottom dollar, you know? That's right. right. I had to spend every last dime. I mean, I had budgeted you know, a certain amount, and I was not leaving until I spent all of that or money. Or you're not going to get the budget again next year. Exactly. Right. I know how finances work. Right. That's how it works, you know? And, and I can tell you, when I mentioned earlier about pacing yourself, I think Thomas ignored that piece of advice Saturday because he, oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he looked around at, uh, by the way, the dealer that had the really great Wiz comics. I didn't tell you guys a story. I'm going to tell you this story. So, Thomas is a huge fan of Captain Marvel. Big and red I, cheese, baby. And I mean the original big red cheese, red suit, yellow lightning bolt. So there is a dealer here locally named um, Harry whose booth is called Fan Data. And I got to go in a half hour earlier than Tommy because of the whole VIP ticketing thing. But when I walked in there, Harry had an entire section of his wall was 1940s Wiz Comics, which was the original series that Captain Marvel was in. Um, I literally went back out to Tommy who was waiting to come in. And I looked right at him and said, you did not bring enough money. You oh. did not bring enough money. And he was right. <laughs> and he walked in, and I kid you not, the words out of his mouth was, oh, damn, look at this wall. And he circled back around a good four or five times that day. And then finally, I could just see it. He got that weird gleam in his eye. I'm like, you're about to go broke, aren't you? And every penny he had went right over to Harry. Then he had a pile of comics. I'm like, all right, Tommy's done. <laughs> <laughs> I got me some good stuff, though. And literally, about 20 minutes after he got that pile and his money was gone, he was asking me if I was ready to go. I was hold up here, Slim. <laughs> well, yeah, I had no more money left. <laughs> just We're, because you're broke. nothing more to see Yeah, here. just because you're broke doesn't mean yeah. I'm ready to go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Harry could have got led to my to me getting a divorce on, on this past Saturday. I'm not right. even going to lie. If I had bought everything I wanted to, my wife would have been mad. All right, so real quickly here, I just want, again, want to mention um, – Arrow number one, I have two copies signed by Pop Man. All you got to do is email us at lostinalongbox at gmail.com. Tell us you listen to the show. Give us some criticism, some compliments. Tell us what you'd like to hear more of, what you'd like to hear maybe hear less of. Again, if you are uh, a jackass about it, you're not going to win. First two people, and I will check date and time on those, and then we'll announce. You got until the 20th next weekend. Um, and then I'll announce the winners the following week after that. Before we go, want to mention some of our fellow um, shows here on FXBG Public Radio. Mad Men has Shock Monkey Radio every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Um, make sure you tune in and listen to that. Um, our buddies Kevin and Troy, I believe, are still doing Comics Online uh, podcasts Monday nights from 930 to 1030. Enos has got our Facebook pages that's associated with us. Um, Batman, Yesterday, Today, and Forever, and then Realm of Superheroes and Pop Co Culture. Comics and Pop, pop culture. culture. And we just added a new member to the Batman, Yesterday, Today, and Forever a few moments ago. Awesome. Way to go. Uh, appreciate you guys listening to us. We are starting to close in on 3,000 subscribers, so thank you guys. We love you very much. Yes, but, thank uh, you so we much. Do. Patreon, um, Patreon. 
And I was getting there. We also do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash lost in the long box. Um, you can donate for as little as five bucks. We actually are going to be working on some exclusive video content for that as well. So Tommy and I are doing something tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we'll start having some video exclusive to our Patreon. Um, but until next time, we're going to be down here bungee jumping with Mr. Fantastic. Because why, Madman? Because <laughs> we're lost in the long box. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Oops. That's my bad. <laughs>